Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. Today is December 28th and we will be reading paragraphs 2834 through 2841 today. And today is the Feast of the Holy Innocents. Those are the uh, the children uh, about uh, just a couple years old that uh, Herod had murdered at the beginning of Jesus' life uh, in hopes of trying to kill the, the Christ child. Uh, these are actually the uh, kind of the patron saints of the, the pro-life movement, uh, which is a very important movement, uh, especially here in the United States. So uh, happy feast day, everybody, and let's pray for the unborn, as well as uh, all those who are persecuted uh, for righteousness' righteousness's sake. Uh, today is the the fourth to last episode of the podcast. Uh, if you've been listening the past couple of days, we're gonna uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of a sabbatical and break and kind of pray and reflect and spend time with family uh, after this year is finished. So we are talking about the Our Father, and yesterday we started a section on "Give us this day our daily bread." We'll continue that today and start the section on and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Uh, So we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray and work. Pray as if everything depended on God, and work as if everything depended on you. Even when we have done our work, the food we receive is still a gift from our Father. It is good to ask Him for it, and to thank Him as Christian families do when saying grace at meals. This petition, with the responsibility it involves, also applies to another hunger from which men are perishing. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, that is, by the word he speaks and the spirit he breathes forth. Christians must make every effort to proclaim the good news to the poor, There is a famine on earth, not a famine of bread, not a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. For this reason, the specifically Christian sense of this fourth petition concerns the bread of life, the word of God accepted in faith, the body of Christ received in the Eucharist. This day is also an expression of trust taught us by the Lord, which we would never have presumed to invent. Since it refers above all to his word and to the body of his Son, this today is not only that of our mortal time, but also the today of God. If you receive the bread each day, each day is today for you. If Christ is yours today, he rises for you every day. How can this be? You are my Son, today I have begotten you. Therefore today is when Christ rises. Daily occurs nowhere else in the New Testament. Taken in a temporal sense, this word is a pedagogical repetition of this day to confirm us in trust without reservation. Taken in the qualitative sense, it signifies what is necessary for life and more broadly, every good thing sufficient for subsistence. Taken literally, super-essential, It refers directly to the bread of life, the body of Christ, the medicine of immortality, without which we have no life within us. Finally, in this connection, 
Its heavenly meaning is evident. This day is the day of the Lord, the day of the feast of the kingdom, anticipated in the Eucharist, that is already the foretaste of the kingdom to come. For this reason it is fitting for the Eucharistic liturgy to be celebrated each day. The Eucharist is our, bread, is our daily bread. The power belonging to this divine food makes it a bond of union. Its effect is then understood as unity, so that gathered into his body and made members of him, we may become what we receive. This also is our daily bread, the readings you hear each day in church, and the hymns you hear and sing. All these are necessities for our pilgrimage. The Father in heaven urges us, as children of heaven, to ask for the bread of heaven. Christ himself is the bread, who, sown in the virgin, raised up in the flesh, kneaded in the passion, baked in the oven of the tomb, reserved in churches, brought to altars, furnishes the faithful each day with food from heaven. Roman numeral 5. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. This petition is astonishing. If it consisted only of the first phrase, and forgive us our trespasses, it might have been included implicitly in the first three petitions of the Lord's Prayer, since Christ's sacrifice is that sins may be forgiven. But according to the second phrase, our petition will not be heard unless we have first met a strict requirement. Our petition looks to the future, but our response must come first. For the two parts are joined by the single word, as. And forgive us our trespasses. With bold confidence we begin praying to, to our Father, and begging him that his name be hallowed. We were in fact asking him that we, uh, that we ourselves might be always made more holy. But though we are clothed with the baptismal garment, we do not cease to sin, to turn away from God. Now, in this new petition, we return to him like the prodigal son, and, like the tax collector, recognize that we are sinners before him. Our petition begins with a confession of our wretchedness and his mercy. Our hope is firm, because in his Son we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We find the efficacious and undoubted sign of his forgiveness in the sacraments of his church. Now, and this is daunting, this outpouring of mercy cannot penetrate our hearts as long as we have not forgiven those who have trespassed against us. Love, like the body of Christ, is indivisible. We cannot love the God we cannot see if we do not love our, the brother or sister we do see. In refusing to forgive our brothers and sisters, our hearts are closed, and their hardness makes them impervious to the Father's merciful love. But in confessing our sins, our hearts are opened to his grace. This petition is so important that it is the only one to which the Lord returns, and which he develops explicitly in the Sermon on the Mount. This crucial requirement of the covenant, covenant mystery is impossible for man, but with God all things are possible. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.